0: Hi, everybody. Cheryl Ackison here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. Today, some claim COVID deaths have been undercounted, some say overcounted. I found some eye opening hard data starting in Colorado. There has been so much misinformation and mistrust circulating since the COVID 19 pandemic began. Sometimes the mistrust and skepticism has been with good reason. We've caught top officials at CDC, including their whole line of vaccine immunization advisors and experts, signing off on completely fabricated information. We covered that on Full Measure earlier this year. There have been a lot of issues. Well, there have also been many questions you probably heard about the COVID-19 death count. There have been so many comparisons between different countries, who has the worst rates and why that might be, But the fact is, there isn't really any given standard for how a particular country is counting and categorizing deaths. From the start, here in the U.S., it was announced that, according to White House advisors, we were using what they called a very liberal definition of what qualified as a COVID-19 death. Anyway, there have been people who have suggested, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, although he has no evidence, have suggested that there are many more COVID deaths than what the official count reflects. On the other hand, there have been people who say there are far fewer COVID deaths than what the official count recognizes. And some of that has been bolstered by the stories we hear, anecdotes maybe from Florida and different places that a car accident, somebody killed in a car or motorcycle accident was somehow counted as a COVID death. Well, I set out to dig into that a little bit further for this week's cover story on Full Measure. It will air Sunday, September 19th. And like these investigations that I do, I don't know what I'm going to find when I start asking questions. But I decided to start in Colorado because that was one very specific instance where there was a coroner who flagged a murder-suicide in her area that she knew had nothing to do with COVID, and yet she found had been added to the state's COVID death tally. So that's where I began my investigation in Grand County, Colorado. Stay with me after a short break to see what I found. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places, and you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, my research for this story that looked into counting or miscounting COVID 19 deaths began with Grand County, Colorado Coroner Brenda Bach. Brenda Bach explained to me how a small-town tragedy that occurred in her area exposed serious questions about the way COVID deaths are counted. This story begins on Thanksgiving of 2020 when a man named Lucas Riley shot his wife Kristen in the head and then turned the gun on himself. Very, very sad murder-suicide right around Thanksgiving. Both of them were found to have had alcohol and drugs in their system And police said they had a history of domestic troubles. Very, very sad case. Brenda Bach, the coroner, tells me that she knew about the homicide suicide. And the very next day, she said, it showed up on the state of Colorado's website as COVID deaths. And yet they were gunshot wounds. Well, Coroner Bach questioned that immediately because she hadn't even signed off on the death certificates yet. But here was the state already reporting them as COVID deaths. Somebody somewhere had apparently, as far as Bach can figure out, run the couple's names through a database, somehow learned their names, learned that they had died, and run them through a database finding that somewhere in the recent past they had tested positive for COVID, even though they were asymptomatic, having no symptoms. And then whoever did that check somehow recorded them in the state database as COVID deaths, even though they both died of gunshots. I wanted to know, well, if we look at their death certificates, what will it say about COVID? Will it say that even though they died of gunshots, at least somewhere on there that they had tested positive at some point within a month of their death, that they would tested positive for COVID? Maybe there was some confusion there, even though the death certificates hadn't been signed yet? Well, we looked at the death certificates, and they say absolutely nothing about COVID. In fact, Bach told us that She paid, as coroner, a forensic pathologist to do the autopsies of those cases, and nowhere does it say anything about COVID, not even mentioned. And if it's true that some people involved in this line of inquiry have theorized that there are people somewhere finding out the names of people who are deceased and then somehow cross-referencing them with a database of positive COVID tests and then counting all of those as COVID deaths, even if they had nothing to do with COVID, think of how valuable all the COVID testing that people were pushing for early in the pandemic and actually through today, think of how valuable that database would be in making sure a lot of people get counted as COVID deaths. If you've had millions and millions of tests, and even all the people who are asymptomatic and have no symptoms at all are getting tested, and their names are going into a database as a positive COVID test, and then the number of those who happen to die of any cause. In the month or so after their test, if those are counted as COVID deaths by somebody, you can see how those statistics would grow and grow. Well, Bach, as coroner of Grand County, Colorado, was in a very unique position to challenge the state's accounting because she could track it with specificity. There had been no COVID deaths within the geographic boundaries of Grand County in 2020. You heard me right. There are plenty of places, rural counties especially, that had no COVID deaths in 2020. All of the news that we see on TV tends to not represent those types of places. Yes, there are hot spots. There are places where COVID was rampant. There are definitely trouble areas where many people have gotten sick and died, but there are also many geographic regions that haven't had the same experience. So, Bach was in this position to know that she had no COVID deaths, so when she saw a number pop up under her county, she knew it was wrong. In other places where the numbers are too big, coroners would never know about the discrepancies and never really be able to track them down. Well, that wasn't the only experience that Bach had with miscategorized deaths. Within about a week of the murder-suicide, two more deaths attributed to Grand County, attributed to COVID, popped up on the state's COVID count. Once again, Bach had no record of them. She knew there had been no COVID deaths in her county. She contacted the state got the names of the people that they were counting and found out that both of them were still alive. You heard right. She says two of the people added to the Grand County Colorado death count for COVID were still alive. And Box says, had she not called the state and tracked it down and found out who they were, that would never have been corrected. And when she asked them how they got on that list, she said she was told it was just a typo that the names got put on the list by accident. So as you can imagine, this was pretty big news in this small area of Grand County, Colorado. And the coroner actually then went to the county commission meeting and let the county commissioners know about the discrepancy. So also for my story coming up this Sunday, I spoke to Merritt Linky, who's chair of the Grand County Board of Commissioners. And he said after they heard what was going on, they, the commissioners, drafted a letter, all three of the commissioners, also signed by the coroner and sent it to the governor of Colorado that said the numbers are not correct. We should report the numbers for Grand County properly. Please fix them. Well, come to find out, this wasn't just a phenomenon in Grand County. Dr. James Caruso, he's the chief medical examiner and coroner for Denver, pretty big place. He spoke to me too for my investigation. He says that early on, he was hearing from fellow coroners, particularly in the more rural counties in Colorado, that the same thing was happening to them. They knew of issues, he said, where they'd signed a death certificate involving, say, trauma, injury like somebody getting hit on the head or shot with a gun, but they were being advised that these deaths were improperly being counted as COVID-related deaths. Now, Dr. Caruso said that early on, he thinks the coroners, the people signing the death certificates were probably doing it accurately. But like Bach, he says at some level somewhere, they were probably cross-referencing COVID tests with the names of the people who were dead and that the people who tested positive for COVID anytime recently and then died of anything were listed as COVID deaths regardless of the true cause of death. Dr. Caruso says he does not think, needless to say, that's the right way to count. And he voiced his objections pretty early on. He says it was about April of 2020, when he spoke to one of his contacts at the Colorado Department of Public Health, and he told them there's a very big distinction between people dying because they had COVID and people dying who happened to have tested positive for COVID and that they were very, very different things. There was also a coroner elsewhere in Colorado in Montezuma County, also got some publicity. He had a death from alcohol. They called it an alcohol death, and it was counted as COVID. Coroner Bach says he's really the one that got the ball rolling and started complaining about the way the deaths were being counted. And there was pretty big ruckus caused in Colorado about this, and as a result of the complaints, the state did make some adjustments. They added subcategories showing, well, first the number of total deaths, but then breaking them down to deaths of COVID and deaths with COVID. So you can see that there's a number of deaths that were supposedly directly caused by COVID. And then there were other deaths of people who may have had other conditions. So COVID was a factor, but maybe not the causal factor. Even with that breakdown though, the murder-suicide shouldn't have been counted under either category because the deaths were not caused by COVID and COVID wasn't even a contributing factor. So those adjustments that Colorado made pretty early on didn't help many months later when that murder suicide happened and was still counted on the state's death count. Well, we asked Colorado Governor Jared Polis for an interview to talk about how these decisions were made since we have very specific information we can point to and documentation in Colorado. But Polis declined our interview request. We did get a statement from him later. The governor says that he agrees with Grand County Coroner Bach with her assessment that those deaths should not be counted and says that he was outraged himself that a murder-suicide is recorded as COVID-related. But he said, quote, in an effort to be abundantly clear, the state website explains that, quote, some numbers combined deaths that were a direct result of COVID and deaths that occurred when the individual had COVID-19. So he's pointing to that distinction that had been made fairly early on on the state's website, but it didn't really solve the problem. And when Bach complained about it, She actually talked to the governor, and she says he told her, like he told us, that he didn't think it was right the way the deaths were being counted. But she says he told her that he wasn't going to have the state remove the deaths from the count because all the other states were doing it that way too. So she said, the governor told her, we were going to also. I will deviate a little bit from my story here to say that I had to request records from Colorado through freedom of information or public records laws, when they wouldn't present me with material that I asked for that would show who decided these sorts of things, what discussions they'd had. And they really stonewalled me on the documents. Remember, when public health officials collect information and have communications, it's on our behalf, and we own the communications. It's not their information to hold. We're allowed to see it. But too often, they treat it as if it's somehow proprietary, like they're a private company, and we in the press and you in the public aren't allowed access to them. So anyway, I filed a public records request. They missed all of their deadlines for providing the records, ignored me for a long time on follow-ups. So I ultimately had to hire a lawyer, pay a lot of money, and Colorado finally produced some of the documents. But what was interesting to me, they redacted their communications with other states. Remember, Coroner Box said the governor told her that other states were counting cases the same way, and so Colorado wasn't going to change its processes? Well, maybe these communications, these email exchanges between health officials in Colorado and some other states, by the way, like California and New York, maybe that would have shed light on these communications and who is responsible, but Colorado improperly redacted all of that. In fact, they blacked out their emails, which they have no right to do, their communications with other states, and put a note in there that said I should ask those states for the communications, so Colorado wasn't going to give them to me. Again, completely improper, not following public records law, but at that point, it had been so long that I'd been trying to get the records, I went ahead and produced the story without having full benefit and access to some of those communications that I sure would like to have seen because they were basically stonewalling and delaying and referring me to multiple other states when I should have been able to get all of those records legally from Colorado. I wonder what discussions they had that Colorado officials didn't want me to see and worked so hard to delay or stall or keep me from getting. Well, back to my story, what kind of impact on the total numbers is the question. Does counting COVID deaths in the way that they're doing What total impact does it have? Is it just a couple of extra deaths added over what it would be if you only really counted deaths caused by COVID? Well, we found that out during our visit to Colorado. At the time, Colorado's total COVID-related death tally was 13,845. 13,845 COVID deaths counted in Colorado. But separating out those deaths not directly caused by COVID, by the state's own admission, cuts that number by about half, with the rest of them dying among or with COVID, meaning they'd had a positive test, but not because of COVID. Let's go over that again. So 13,845 deaths counted in the official tally, but only about 7,000, half of them, died because of COVID. The rest of them, about 6,800 of them, did not die because of COVID. Think about that. I mean, the implications are really big. If so many deaths were not directly caused by COVID, but are being counted, and if that were to bear out in other states, then the national tolls that we've heard about since the start of the pandemic, those are largely misleading. As I mentioned, there is reason to believe other states are using the same processes, the same methodology to overcount COVID deaths. And I'm sure you've heard about some of the examples, the anecdotes of deaths attributed to COVID. There were fatalities after traffic accidents, such as that of a Georgia teenager that I found in October of 2020. Someone named Big Ed who died in February of 2021, but it had nothing to do with him having COVID. There was a motorcycle crash death in July of 2020 that was counted as a COVID death when it had nothing to do with COVID. And again, in Colorado, There were three documented nursing home deaths very early on in April of 2020 that were counted as COVID deaths, even though the attending physician specifically said none of the deaths were related to COVID. There was also an investigation done by our Nashville, Tennessee affiliate WZTV. That was an amazing story. There was a poor man named Hal Short, and in August of 2020, he passed away of a very aggressive cancer. He had tested negative, according to his records, tested negative for coronavirus three times. They kept testing him. Well, guess what was listed on his cause of death on his death certificate? COVID-19. And only when the family saw that and complained were they able to have that false cause of death removed from the death certificate. What was the explanation? Well, the widow, Mrs. Short, said she was just told there was a clerical error. How, how does a clerical error like that occur when COVID-19 has nothing to do with someone's death? When his records show, if anybody looks, that he tested negative three times, how does then COVID-19 appear on the death certificate? His wife said it was not good enough, in her view, to have officials just say, well, we made a mistake, there was a clerical error. And she too wonders how many other people are having that mistake made with their records as well. Now, as I mentioned, there are opposing views to the notion that deaths are being overcounted. There are government experts like Dr. Anthony Fauci claiming without evidence that there are likely far more COVID deaths than what we've documented, not fewer. In fact, he once said in an interview that he didn't know exactly what the percentage higher of deaths there are than what we've counted, but he said, quote, almost certainly it is higher. After a short break, we will talk about how those COVID count dashboards that you can find online that so many in the media use for their counts and statistics. We'll find out what I learned about them when I looked into that. Maybe you have looked at some of those popular dashboards, as we call them online, that has COVID statistics, how many deaths, how many cases, how many cases per 100,000, and so on. One of the good ones is coronavirus.jhu.edu, coronavirus.jhu.edu. That's the widely cited Johns Hopkins coronavirus database. It has lots of really interesting information on there. If you haven't already looked at it, no doubt you've read news articles that have relied on the information from this dashboard or referred to it. But you're really getting the same issues when you're looking at these national compilations as you're finding in local places, like the counties we talked about in Colorado, because these dashboards are just compiling numbers that are being reported by states and counties. And Johns Hopkins notes on its database that, quote, states are not consistent and may even retroactively change the numbers they report. Another popular database used is the New York Times' tally, And what I did before I produced my story that you'll see on Sunday, I looked at the New York Times map and checked out what they had at the time for Grand County because you can dig into their data to see what they have for Grand County, Colorado's numbers versus what we know Grand County, Colorado's true numbers of COVID deaths are. And what I learned was the 2020 COVID death toll, as reported by the New York Times, was exaggerated or overreported by at least 500%. How is that? Well, it was missing actually one death who reportedly died, a Grand County, Colorado resident, but died outside of the county. And we don't have details. Maybe that's not even really a death caused by COVID, but the Grand County Coroner doesn't have details of that death since it occurred. Outside of the county and was recorded by somebody else about a resident who lived in Grand County. Anyway, that death of somebody that occurred outside of Grand County in Denver, actually, on November 13th, 2020, was not in the Times count. But the Times did count a heart attack that was totally unrelated to COVID on June 26th as a COVID death. The Times counted The two people who were actually found to be alive, the December 9th, 2020 report that Coroner Bach got kicked off of the state's count because the people not only didn't die of COVID, they weren't dead, but that count was still on the New York Times tally. And the New York Times had the murder-suicide on November 26, 2020, of Lucas and Kristen Riley. Remember, those deaths had nothing to do with COVID-19, but there they are, on the New York Times tally. And again, not faulting in particular any of these dashboards, that's probably the best they can do is gather statistics as they're being reported by somebody in these counties and cities and states, and they can't go through each piece of data bit by bit to see was it really a COVID death or was it a mistake. The only way to know how big these errors are, or if perhaps there are errors that lean the other way and make the totals much higher than we think, although I found no evidence of that. The only way to learn that would be if there was some sort of independent national audit that looked at every death certificate. But the cases that we know about, they make a big difference. For example, removing the murder-suicide in Grand County, Colorado from the COVID death count changes the case fatality rate there from 0.46 to a statistical zero. A pretty big difference also think about how the deaths the murder suicide of two young people skew the statistics making it look as though covid is claiming the lives of more young people than it actually is and i have one more example although there are others one more example to mention now in alameda county california they changed their methodology amid these kinds of controversies just last june and they removed deaths that they decided were not a direct result of COVID-19, as they should, one would think, their death toll went down about 25%. By removing the deaths that weren't really caused by COVID from their COVID-19 death count, it took off 411 deaths and reduced their count in Alameda County to 1,223. So these are statistically significant differences. Now, mind you, nobody that I interviewed is trying to say that COVID hasn't taken a major toll in this country, and that's not the point. Nobody's trying to minimize the deaths or the scope of the tragedy. But if the number of deaths are half what we think they are, or even down by one quarter of what we think they are, that's notable. And as officials try to get a grip on this pandemic and the causes and what can be done in the future, The accurate statistics are the ones they really need to be examining, not inflated figures or numbers of people that include those killed by gunshots and in car accidents. Also, the misreporting of deaths leads to, as I've talked about before, skepticism and mistrust of what public health officials are telling us. And because they create this skepticism through misinformation or disinformation sometimes, then people begin not to trust anything that public health officials advise or recommend, and that's a bad situation. The more accurate and honest they can be, the more confidence people will have in the guidance that they get. I hope you'll take a few minutes out of your Sunday to watch Full Measure, watch the full investigation. It will also be posted online after it airs on TV. It will be posted at fullmeasure.news probably around noon Eastern time. You can get a list of TV stations where we're seen by going to cherylackison.com and click the Full Measure tab. There's a list there by city and state. You can also catch us on the free app Stir S-T-I-R-R. That also has a lot of other cool programming, movies, TV shows, and local news. Besides Full Measure, that's Stir. The news as we once knew it no longer exists. It's become a product molded and shaped to suit the narrative. Facts that don't fit are omitted. Off-narrative people and views are controversialized or neatly deposited down the memory hole. My new book, Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism, is filled with important context regarding the death of the news as we once knew it. Pick up your copy of Slanted today. I hope you enjoy today's podcast and that you will leave a good review and share it with your friends and check out my other podcast the Cheryl Atkinson podcast for more original reporting and reflections at full measure we have an exciting season already planned of original and investigative reporting and off narrative topics and people and interviews that you're not going to see anywhere else do your own research make up your own mind think for yourself